Okay. And I'll leave the tones on for just a bit so we know who's coming, if someone's coming in or not. So again, here we are, Course of Love. We are uh, currently reading the first treatise, the treatise on the art of thought, and we are in Chapter 3, The Call to the Miracle. We have read up to 3.14 in the previous week, so we will continue to read uh, a paragraph each. Of course, Steve, you'll read without when you're driving. No, <laughs> we'll read to you. So, Miguel, are you, do you, can you read with us? Yeah. Okay, so, you know, we'll read a paragraph each starting with 3.15, and if it's a small paragraph, you know, collapse, you can read, you know, two paragraphs. There's no, you know, just like if it's a big one, read one small, throw it in there. No, no protocol. No one's going to feel slighted. Oh, Miguel read more than I did. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's a free flow of love. Okay? So. We're going to get started, and of course, we have Judy and Miguel and myself. So, Judy, you want to maybe pick up maybe the last sentence or so from 14 just to give us the flow to come into 15, all right? Yes. Okay. <sighs> so, maybe read oh, 14. Yeah, I was just, just going to say maybe yeah, read 14 because yeah. it was like... Two sentences yeah. in, in 14. Okay. This does not have to be done right now. If your fear is mightier than your willingness, but hold this thought within your mind. What is needed to convince you will be provided. Such is the urgency of your return to unity. If not now, then soon, you will be asked to make this final choice. This choice to leave fear behind for good and to become who you are. Who you are is a miracle worker. This is not all that you are, but it is a measure of who you are. This is not all that you are, but this is the quickest means of realizing who you are. As was said in A Course in Miracles, miracles are time-saving devices. Although asking you to choose a miracle would seem to violate one of the rules of miracle readiness as described in A Course in Miracles, the extreme need of your return to love requires extreme measures. Thank you. Miguel? Okay, I'll read. Uh, let us consider your objection to miracles one by one, for in so doing we will uncover the source of all you fear as well as the source of miracles. First you will say you have no objections to miracles, only to having them performed through you. Your lack of willingness to perform miracles, you will say, stems from your unworthiness to perform miracles. Your unworthiness stems from your belief that you are only human. You are not God. You are not a holy person. Thus, miracles should not flow through you. Secondly, you would object to being asked to choose a miracle. 
surely you cannot know the consequences of what any miracle would have on the rest of the world. If you were to ask for a life to be spared, how would you know it was not the person's time to die? If you were to ask for the cure of a disease, how would you know the disease was not meant to be to further someone's learning? If you were to ask to win the lottery, how could such selfishness not be punished? Thirdly, you might, at the suggestion that you need proof to shore up your faith, balk, even while you remain convinced that a failure of each proof would shake your faith. Fourth, you might balk at the suggestion that God would grant miracles only uh, miracles on such a whim, such a fanciful idea as that of you of your being convinced of your own power. How could this possibly be important? Even were you to possess, possess such power, surely it is the power that is of God and needs not you for its accomplishment. Better not to mess with such things, even though the thought, even the thought of it leads you to ideas of magic and power that is not of this world, and thus that must have a dark side as well as a light. Here suspicion dawns and threatens all you have come to hold dear. These thoughts border on the sacrilegious, miracles on the realm of Jesus and of the saints, and that is surely where they belong. To even implore, to even implore them would be heresy. Oof. Would you, we would consider reading through the end of this chapter and then yeah, open it up? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. so. It seems to be flowing along certain lines. Yeah. You fear as well that you do not know what miracles are and thus cannot perform them. You want a definition first. What is an appropriate miracle? For whom should they be requested? What are the criteria? How are they done? Do they happen all at once? Or can they be for some future date? What about the correction of something that has already occurred? You have far too many questions without answers to choose a miracle. Although many more fears might prevail upon you, we will consider only one further fear. The fear of making the wrong choice in your choice of miracles. This is the same as a fear of scarcity. For surely the working of one miracle would be a fluke anyway. Proof of nothing and easily discounted and explained away. Surely to believe that where one miracle worked, another might be possible would, have, would be to have ideas of grandeur not meant for you. Here your thoughts might stray to the performing, to the performing of many miracles. What a media circus that would be. You would be in demand to end so much suffering in so many places. Surely you wouldn't want that even if it could come to be. Indeed, this would require the auspices of a saintly soul and not one such as you. Miguel, Miguel you want to finish up? Yeah. Okay, see you not the choices made in each of the scenarios and the reasoning or lack of reasoning behind them. 
you are not worthy, you are not saintly, godlike, or even holy. You might choose incorrectly, you might invoke retribution, you might be selfish, you might be proved to have no faith, you must succumb to the thoughts of grandeur. In short, you are too afraid for a variety of reasons to try. In short, you are not willing and have many reasons for not being willing. What we have done here is bring your fears to light. Fears that you did not even realize you had held so closely or would be so terrified to let go. Now we can address each of these fears, bringing to them the art of thought rather than the thinking of the ego mind. This is one heady, heady topic in so many ways. How he knows us so well. You know, we all, I know in my my daily occurrence, life, or what my, whatever you want to call it, my journey, you know, I think I, I look for miracles without even realizing it every time, you know, when something would go awry. And I'd say, God, like, and, you know, help me to see this differently. Help it, help it to look this way, not the way I'm seeing it. Am I actually invoking a miracle? Am I asking, who am I asking, God or myself? I'm going to go off on a tantrum with this one. Maybe I'll just listen for a while. Who is open? Bring up whatever speaks to you, even if it's not on top. You know, every time I read this, I, I didn't feel... I have, uh, you know, consciously held any of these fears. I would like to be able to do miracles. That, at least that's what I thought. Even this time when I read it, but uh, maybe they are very. Oh yeah, except one thing. I think, uh, um, you know, what if I try and fail? That I think has occurred to me. So, and that must be because in remembering what the book says later on, the the miracle that he's talking about is uh, maybe not specific. I'm not sure about that. But anyway. Mm, yeah, you're right. There has not been any miracles that I can think of in my life. So that's all I'd say. Yeah. I, I guess what what I'm hearing and how do each of us individually deem what is a miracle? You know, a miracle in this human realm because somebody's diagnosed with cancer and they go for treatment and they're cured. Do you say that's a miracle? And that's what he's saying. How do you know when you ask for miracles or, you know, you pray you know, like we have a prayer team at Unity, we pray to see the truth and the light within each individual. It's not negating God's will, it's joining, you know, like if it, whatever's to be will be. You know, like, and then you have, like, we got to pray they get better, you know. But how do we know if that's what that soul needs? And I loved how we referenced that. How do we know? I mean, we're, we're told we're God. 
but do we know all that God knows? No. You know? It's really... Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's so I, I, I Go ahead, Judy. I think I bet. Um, no, you haven't. <laughs> I just wanted to respond to what you were saying and, and add that in my heart, my feeling, what I feel is a sense of joy, a sense of love, a sense of inclusiveness for everything in the entire universe. It's a feeling that is completely open. It's not closed. It's completely open and accepting and loving. And it feels, and it feels, it feels good. It's a good feeling. That to me is the miracle. When I feel that I am in this state of complete acceptance and complete love, that there is no judgment, there is no worry, there is no anything other than I thoroughly and completely, totally, totally recognize the truth of who I am, Mm. who we all are, who we all are. We are God's extension. Therefore, we are like God. Therefore, we have God's peace, God's love, God's joy, God's everything good and wonderful and beautiful without using those as judgments, just kind of broad terms. Mm. So, and, and for me, a miracle isn't about performing any works or having anything cured or any of that nonsense. We live in a very objective world. We live in a world where everything seems to be outside of ourselves. And I do believe that all I'm being asked of here is to change my mind away from the objective, objective world, look within myself, see the truth within me, and extend it to all my brothers and sisters so that they can see the truth of it within themselves. To be that being, that being of love and light, which we're all capable of being. And from that, that to me is a miracle. I mean, I, I grew up, I was raised in this world just like everybody else in the world has been. And so to me, completely reversing that, completely reversing that and not falling prey to all of the judgment and so-called ills or whatever of the world and completely reversing that to seeing only God's truth and extending that everywhere, all the time, to everything. That's the miracle I do believe that it just it begins within me, mm-hmm. and we all have that capability. I think we all I believe we all have that capacity. No, I know that we do. I know that we do. This world can be can beat it out of us so quickly and so easily, and yet it doesn't have to. And to me, that's a miracle. Where I can say, "Oh my God, I've had this, that, and the other thing," and yada yada yada, I can go on and moan and whine and complain like forever. And no, that's no miracle. That's just the coming to the objectified world and believing all the crap in it. And I don't want to do that. I want to believe the truth, the truth of who we all are. We are love being. Yeah, you know, Judy. Yet he, you know, from the previous paragraphs where he. And I have it highlighted, and I looked down and saw that, you know, and I remember when I first read this, you know, he says, um, uh, you would have to 
in order to you know to be yourself, you would have to contemplate your power to perform miracles. Here, you find your greatest fear of all: fear of your power. That's God's That's love. It. That's our power. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we have that power. Yes, and it's you know, and yet we question it. You know. But yet I know the power of my thoughts, the power of my actions, and what, you know, it doesn't have to be like a, a miracle. I mean, it's a miracle. What do you, how do you define the miracle? That love is being expressed. You can feel it. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I gauge myself um, pretty much all the time on how am I feeling. And I always mm-hmm. can tell how I am feeling. Sometimes I don't want to recognize or even admit it, especially if I'm feeling like in a bad mood or something like that. Then I just want to, you know, just sit in my pity party and blow up a balloon and have a piece of cake. I know where I am. Okay, I do. I know where I am. And so for me, the miracle is changing that state of my mind and to feeling experiencing that feeling of love, that power of God's love within me, within all of us. We all have it within us. We all do. And there's no disputing that. I don't think any one of us would argue that point. You know, we have it within us. And so for me, the miracle is being able to experience that feeling. When I'm feeling that, there isn't anything negative happening within me. It's all Pretty positive, pretty divinely neutral, I guess, would be a, a, an apt description of the feeling that I experience mm. when that is happening. Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely No highs, no lows. Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, yeah, it is a feeling, absolutely. Feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, and I love this work because he tells us, accept your feelings. It's yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. And you know, so Paula, I was just yeah, I was just going to ask Miguel if if um if if that made sense. Miguel, did that make sense to you? I know Paula, it did because you certainly responded as if it did. So I'm just going to ask Miguel if that resonated within you at all. Yes, yes, Julia. Well, of course, everything you say said um, makes sense to me. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was just wondering. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Okay. That does that doesn't mean mean it's my. That's where I know. That's my experience. But it's totally. Oh no no no. Yeah, that's what I asked. Yeah, if it was if it made sense. That's all I wanted to know. Okay, great. You know, and as we take it, how how we feel it and express it. You know, I, I always go to the fact that, you know, we are our individuated selves, even though we're yes. part of the whole. And nothing, neither one of us, you know, this is right, that's wrong. You know, it's we are how we process or how we express is unique to the individuated self, and it's okay. Oh, totally. No, one way it's you know the tapestry that makes the whole mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. different all, threads 
Yeah, mm-hmm. we're all different threads, and we make up the complete tapestry. And what do we make and up? I, I, songs? Yeah, all I can express is where I was, how I feel, what I experienced. I couldn't express it for anybody else. Right. Yeah. You know, that's why. I, to be honest, I think sometimes I'm on a call, and you know, they'll say, "We should," or "You should." No. Yeah. No, thank you. Ugh. <laughs> it's not a we. <laughs> Yeah, that is a big argument. Every time I hear that word should or have to or must or supposed to, I, I, I shrivel. I I, something shrivels in me. Yeah. You know, I tell you the truth, the groups I've been involved, I don't hear that much as I had, you know, in other groups. Oh, good. And that's why I like the groups I get involved with because it, it's such a tapestry of souls coming together mm-hmm. and expressing in their own unique way. And yeah. we have to honor that, you know. There's not one way. No. There's a multitude yeah. of ways. There's as many ways as there are individuated, uh, differentiated mm-hmm. beings. That's how many different right. ways there are of expressing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're all expression. I know that when I'm in judgment, and I can go there in a hot minute, and I know that whenever I get into that space, I don't like myself very much. I don't feel right. I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel, I don't feel anything wonderfully positive or, or, or even anything neutral about it. It just feels awful. So, and, and I tend to um, assess myself rather than judge myself but I'll assess how I'm doing what I'm doing where I'm at kind of that kind of thing and it always comes down to how I feel and normally I can tell if it's running through my mind if my brain is being engaged in thinking rather than my heart being involved in feeling because when my brain's in, involved and or engaged in thinking then I know I'm going to go off the rails sooner rather than later. And if I can come with you, definitely with you. <laughs> yeah, and getting out of that, that head space and getting into the feeling and the experiencing of just plain feeling love, just feeling divine, neutral love. That has been the most comfortable and comforting experience when I can get there. And it took me many, 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 I don't know, whatever. And when I finally grasped that feeling and I felt it for the very first time, I knew it was different. You know, Miguel, do you want to weigh in here a little bit? Please, Miguel, yeah. No, I have have nothing to add. I mean... Um, <laughs> well, as <laughs> I, uh, I agree, yeah, yay. <laughs> and I guess Steve isn't home yet, so I hope he'll join us with somebody. But you know, I think I might have mentioned this. Yeah, you know, talking about expressing, and you know, I find myself personally like if I'm home alone, I could be my worst. Guidance, oh, <laughs> like yeah. you, Judy. I go up the <laughs> oh, yeah. 
found that the more I go out into the world, it does something to me. Like, you know, I live, I've said it so many times, I live in a very large senior residence, so there's people, the minute you come out your door, there are apartments, and I, I just feel like I, I join quicker. You know, like, you know, as soon as I come up to someone, I, you know, I say, oh, how you doing? You know, like, I connect. Where there was a time yes. I, you know, kind of like sulked by, you know, like nod my head. <laughs> and it's been such, and I talk to so many people and you don't realize, you know, like all of a sudden it's like they'll join you in conversation, you know, like from the, you know, the most mundane, you know, about the weather. And, and yeah. but it's like, it's taking time to connect. To be, to feel, you know, and, and, you know, I love, you know, the idea that if I can bring a smile to someone or they make me smile. Mm-hmm. I have met so many people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's always like a pleasant conversation or just even, jet, you know, something. And it's like connecting, you know, like love your brothers and sisters. They're one with you. No matter Absolutely. how they you know, appear. Mm-hmm. Get out of your head. I agree. Connect. Absolutely. Yeah. Get out of your yep. head and connect. Connect. Mm-hmm. It's like food for the soul. It is. Oh, my God, it so is. Yeah. And I know that even when I'm home alone, which isn't, of course, too often these days, even, well, actually, even if I'm home and Barry's here, you know, he's always usually either outside buzzing around doing something, God only knows what, out there, or he's in the other, he's in the front room and uh, doing whatever it is he's doing in there. And I spend a lot of time by myself, and I don't feel, I don't feel lonely. There is a sense of connectedness that I feel within me so that I can mm-hmm. connect, even if it's on a mental level, even if it's with my mind and heart, joined together, I can connect with any particular soul, with any particular groups of souls, whether they've been here before, whether they're here now, whether they're to come. There's a whole universe of souls that get our message. Our energy is invisible, and yet our energy speaks louder than any words that we could say. And I find myself connecting in that way a lot of the time. And yes, I do connect with real people too. Okay, I'm not a hermit. I'm not a total hermit here. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, there are different levels of connection. And a lot of it, all of it just makes me happy. That's all. Just all of it makes me happy. And to me, that's a miracle. I was very shy, very introverted, very frozen uh, person, especially when I was a kid. Mm. Yeah. So this is all very wonderful, and it feels very, very good. And then, of course, you know, whatever thoughts come through my mind, I, get, I choose those thoughts, too. So even if my ego mind is running around in silly circles, I still get to choose what I think about 
and I can dwell on a lot of misery and, uh, <clears throat> and upset and, <clears throat> you know, find a whole bunch of things wrong, or I can choose to view or to look at things that are make me happy, things that make me smile. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think basically what I'm saying is that it's up to me. It's up to us as individuals, how we view, how we see, how we feel, what we think, all of that stuff. It's all our choice. You I know, think that's so anyway. exactly what he said in these paragraphs. See you not, see you not the choices made in each of us and, you know, the different scenarios, all choice. You might hmm. choose incorrectly. You might invoke retribution. You might be selfish. You might, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's all a choice. And sure, oh, yeah. you're too afraid for a variety of reasons. I love how he says, you know, now we can address each of these fears, bringing them to the art of thought, you know, through rather than yeah. thinking of these or mind, you know, that and mm-hmm. navigate through this dimension, you know, with miracle readiness, you know, and we would see mm-hmm. the wonder, but we make choices. Yeah, That's and we can easily make. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and we can easily, we can easily. Like I know for myself, if I'm starting to go along a track that I immediately know is going to lead me down that rabbit hole, I can stop any time. It just depends. Do I want to continue down there? Am I comfortable with feeling grumpy and cranky and miserable? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I can certainly go there, no problem. Do I want to? And though? you can and. And you can share that energy with all your brothers and sisters. <laughs> oh, gee, <laughs> you know? no. I, yeah. <laughs> no, I was the type oh. of person, <clears throat> I was the type of person years ago that if I was in a bad mood, I would just shut off the telephone, close the drapes, lock the doors. I would not subject anybody mm. to any one of my moods. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. a hermit then, yeah. <clears throat> no, I would But I realized I... <laughs> ah. <laughs> Okay, I was always—I victimized myself, is what I did. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't inflict my mood on anybody. No, thank you. <laughs> Stay away. Trust me, you don't want to be around me. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't feel that way anymore. I really don't. I just—you know—I just know that I can change my thoughts. I can change my feelings. It's my choice. Change your world. Change your world. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, the world That's that it. you perceive anyway. Yeah, the world we perceive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I perceive a very lovely, very loving world. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. There was one word in what we read in, in chapter three that um, hooked me, and it hooked me on a number of different levels. And the word was worthy. Do I feel worthy? Mm. Yeah, and I don't know if anybody else has you know has that feeling or that experience of, or ever questioned themselves whether or not they felt worthy. I know I have, mm. and. <clears throat> Yeah, and until I read the first part, of like book one of the uh, of a course of love, I questioned my worthiness. I don't question it anymore after having read the first book. Yeah, 
established it established it with no in, in with complete certainty it established that for me and i know that we all know that we each of us are worthy we are worthy Yeah. Miguel, do you feel that too? You are worthy. Um some, no, sometimes I feel very, very unworthy. Um, mm. Sometimes I feel yeah, worthy. that yeah, yeah. I get that. I get it. I, I have not <clears throat> come. The you know I have not sustained that. You know when I make when I make mistakes, the same mistakes over and over again. At that time, I do feel unworthy. So I have to come to the sustained sense of worth. I have not come there. Oh, oh, Miguel, you have no idea how much I want and wish and pray for you to come into that feeling for yourself. Truth, you deserve it. You deserve to feel worthy all the time, Miguel. Thank you. You can pray yeah. for me. Yeah. I will pray that you find it within yourself because that's where it is, my friend. And you are worthy. From God's mm-hmm. lips to your ears, know it. Just know it. Mm-hmm. And making doesn't mistakes, that, oh my that, God. <laughs> but doesn't that go to the fact that he tells us, like we will, oh my God, you're saying and I'm saying, that we, you know, we are worthy. And mm-hmm. accept yourself just the way you are. It's okay. You know, yes, we bandy words around worthy, this and that. But it comes down to accept that, yes, there's moments that you feel it, but that's okay. It, it's those moments that, you know, that the fact that you're aware, and then it's that, you know, that deep dive of, why do I feel unworthy? God loves me no matter what. And he tells us, you are who you are and I love you. And you question, why am I doing that to myself. Oh, society, society has battered us around from the time we were born. Society, different cultures, <clears throat> everything. It, it's, all, it's, all, it's all built for the ego. You know, the ego reigns in the objective world. Of course it is. But how many of us grew up without that theater? We all grew up in it. Well, so it's I, mean, just, that was, you know, I remember, Judy, that was all a choice. The soul's choice. Yes. Of course it's our choice. However, I'm perfectly understanding where Miguel is coming from. I really am because I know how long I stayed there. I, mm-hmm. I know how long <clears throat> I stayed in oh, that I'm, field. I'm, I'm, I've, I'm made, saying, yeah, I, I've made so many mistakes. I've made so many mistakes. Yeah, we all have. Yeah. Yeah, but of course we've all made mistakes. And, and yeah. you know, and, and of course we, we tend to think that in, in terms of I've made a mistake, therefore if my mommy or daddy or my grandparents or my teacher or my priest is not going to punish mm-hmm. me, then I guess I have to. That's the culture that we were all raised in, whether we're from the East or the West, the North or the South. It doesn't matter. 
we're all raised with that sense of, of if I've done something wrong, I must be punished. But, you know, for me, and I'll only speak for me, hmm. I kind of left, start to leave that behind. You know, like I deserve mm-hmm. to be punished. I, you know, and it, it's that within. And I, it, it's like, I, it, it starts with self-love. Of course it does. Self-forgiveness. Self-honesty, self-love, self-acceptance, yeah. self-forgiveness, the four corners, yeah. the foundation. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, those <clears throat> come into this life. Everything that unfolded in my journey was meant to be, just the way it was. And, you know, those times that, you know, I'm not going to blame society anymore. No. I made the choice. I'm not, you know, it's like, let it go. You are where you are now because of your journey. And your soul is reveling in it, but yes. You know, I had an experience recently, kind of knocked me off my socks. I was driving and I was at a stoplight sitting there. And all of a sudden, I felt like crying. This deep sorrow came over. Like it, but it was like, so good. It was like something coming. I don't know what prompted it. And I thought back at a period in my life, in this life, and where I was at that time, and thought it was perfectly fine to be the way I was. But yet, there was something that said to me, you thought you were unworthy of love, mm-hmm. and you didn't, didn't deserve more than what you were getting. And I wept in the car mm-hmm. and it was like a relief because yeah. I realized so it's like you know we hold those energies within and when they mm-hmm. come up I'm not afraid of it to look at it but I wept for my soul to think that whatever that period in my life where I was in a, I made my put myself in a position where I wasn't loving myself enough to feel worthy Mm. of having more than what I was accepting. Yeah. And I wept for my soul. And then it was like a relief. That is a relief, absolutely. Yeah, like we... You know what, you know what else? Oh, that comes from so deep within us. You know what else is a relief? Oh. Anger. Anger is another relief. Oh, sure. Yeah. Laughter is another relief. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but where is how how deep is that anger held somewhere where you don't even want to look at it or feel it because you know it's going to hurt? Well, that's the point. That's for self honesty. That's one of my four cornerstones of self honesty. I've got to be completely honest with myself about what is going on inside me. Because no matter what events occur in my life. My responses are all about me. Events are neutral. Events are always neutral. I give them all the meaning they have for me. And if I'm going to give them lousy, stinking meaning, then I'm going to be the one that's miserable. I make that choice. And until I looked deeply within myself and understood 
and accepted that I was the one making those choices. I was the one choosing how to respond. Right. That was all me. Yeah, that's all me. But isn't that that's forgiveness for That self-forgiveness? I don't know what you want to call it. All I know is that it works. <laughs> oh, yeah. It I works. Mean, you know, you, you, know, you, that, you that, that, you know, in many, many books that I know I have read, it's like, forgive yourself. Because mm-hmm. God's not, you know, uh, looking at you any differently. You forgive yourself for believing in the, uh, you know, the unbelief, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I remember a woman I used to know years ago used to say to me that whenever she was in um, a spot, whenever she was in a dark spot, she would always ask God to help her with her unbelief. Mm. And that just made a lot of sense to me at that time. Yeah, I know that. I think sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes. <laughs> I think sometimes we just don't realize. We don't make it real. To ourselves is what I mean by realize. We don't make it real enough to ourselves who we are. And sometimes we have to tell ourselves, and Miguel, I don't know if this, you know, if you feel this way or not, or if this is going to make any sense. Sometimes, and I know for me, this is what I had to do. I had to tell myself day in and day out for days and days and days on end. I am as God created me. Mm-hmm. God created me. That energy that we call God, that energy that we call Holy Spirit. We, I mean, the, the words God, Holy Spirit, these are all symbols. The reality is the energy. And some people call it electrical energy because we are electric. Energy is electric. It has frequency. It has vibration. And I needed to raise myself. My mind was the only thing that needed raising out of the out of the sewers, if you like, or out of the dark holes or whatever you want to call them. And I'm the, I'm the only one that can do that. Nobody could do that for me. Nobody can digest my food, okay? Nobody can think my thoughts. I had to do that for myself. And that took a lot of, it took a lot of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Commitment, I guess, on my part to stick with it. To just to say, even on the days that I didn't believe it, even on the days that I was busy, you know, browbeating myself for something I had done or some other mistake that I'd repeated for the 150 billionth time, you know, I still had to say to myself that I am love. God created me like itself. I am of that energy. We are all of that energy. And I just had to keep beating it into myself gently, not, you know, like not horribly, just very gently, keep telling myself over and over and over again. And finally, you know, they had an old saying in AA, <laughs> fake it till you make it. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. that's how I felt. I felt like I was absolutely faking it, but I didn't care. I did not care. I just thought, no, I'm just going to keep at this until it becomes so certain within me that there's absolutely no argument whatsoever that I could pose that would make me feel differently. We're all created from that energy of love, that God love. We're all created from that. That's what we are. That's who we are. And if, Miguel, if you don't believe it today, keep telling yourself that that's who you are. You will eventually. There will be one day you'll wake up and you'll know. And I'm sorry, I really hate doing this. I never give advice. I hate giving advice. I'm so sorry. Please, please accept my apology. It's, 
Oh, no problem. <laughs> I, 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 I appreciate your uh, kindness, your goodwill. No, I. Oh, thank you. I, 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 I agree. I have no argument with you. I have no argument at all. I just the fact is that I've not sustained it. You know. Yeah, I understand that when I do. Honest in the moment. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's tough to do. I know it took me a long time just to get to be willing enough to be able to say to myself, I'm going to do it every day. I mean, I had to write notes to myself for crying out loud. Okay? I had leave notes around the house for myself reminding me what I wanted to do. <clears throat> you know? So, yeah, it's tough. I know, how, I know how difficult it can be. It's a challenge. I think it's one of those joyful challenges that gets talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I apologize for spewing forth advice, which I don't like to do as well. That's what I was apologizing for, and I'm so glad that you took it the way you did, Miguel. <laughs> no, I don't, think, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think it's advice. I mean, I would, uh, yeah. uh, I would uh, say the same thing to a brother or sister. I would like to be mm-hmm. helpful, to be comfortable, yes, yes, to, to, be, yes. to be encouraging. Thank you, because that is where I was coming from. I just heard my words, and I thought, geez, Judy, that sounds an awful lot like something you don't like to do. So that's where that came from. But I'm glad that you took it the way it was intended, Miguel. I appreciate that. Thank you. Mm. Oh, yeah, I appreciate it. I want to say everybody to welcome whoever just joined us. Welcome. Hey, this is Steve. You're talking about forgiveness here, eh? Yeah. Well, yeah, it came up. (laughs) Loving thyself. Well, you know, I'll tell you, several years ago, I remember, uh, who was on the line? I think Paula. You you mentioned somebody you just didn't like, and I went and gave you advice. I said something, well, maybe that you need to fix that in yourself. And ever since then, I felt like, wow, a certain judgment from me and from her. So, yeah. so I, I called you and tried to, tried to like mention it, but I left a couple minutes. Then I finally, well, I did all my best to try to. I know, we tried to connect. I was, yeah, but I, yeah. You didn't feel anything that I'm talking about. That's totally my projection, right, Paula? Yeah, right. Yes, totally. But you know, what I do, and I'm going to be honest about this on, on some of the calls, like what someone might think is a, um, uh, what's the word, you know, like uh, a helpful thing. But when they say, I would look at it this way, my my shackles go up. All right, you look at it your way, and I'll look at it my way. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyway, I've, I've, been, I've been holding, I've been holding that, that that thought for too many years, so I figured I'd bring it right out there to be in the sunlight. And I appreciate that. Yay! Yay! That's awesome, Steve. Steve. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, the whole thing is for me, looking at my wounded child and comforting him, imagining my adult self. He's sitting in the chair, the wounded little Stevie. And then I have 
my adult me, true self, coming from behind, putting my arms around little Stevie and going, I got your back. I love you. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, it. that's awesome stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like like I, I, I could be my worst enemy or my best friend. And I, I use that too. Like what would I say what what you know, to someone who's hurting or and use that to give it to me or like, you know, to comfort you know, that comfort feeling. Yeah. Mary Mary Ann Williamson, I remember her once saying that this ego it not only doesn't doesn't uh wish you well, it wants you dead. She she really came right out and called it spade a spade on that. Yeah. You know, but to, for me, you know, like I, I, I'm at the point, you know, even in, you know, the course of love, he, and he tells us in so many ways, the ego is, you know, gone or it's still there, but I, I won't, you know, I know there's that dark spot somewhere, but I'm going to kill it with kindness. I'm going to love it. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, it is part of who I am in this, you know, now in this journey. And sometimes it offers me the greatest opportunity to look at something within myself. It's my friend at some point. And then it could be my enemy. But it's like, accept it. It's there. It's not going to ruin my life. You know, it's like, it's like just make it a friend or, or you know, a guidance. You know, yes. Mm-hmm. I, I give it prominence. I'm putting it on a pedestal. And I won't do that. And I find it easier for me to navigate through this dimension or whatever you call it. Was that a sneeze? <laughs> anyway. When I'm loving myself, the world is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you hear my navigator talking? No. No. Oh, good. Okay. It's saying, take the next left at the next street. Okay. <laughs> I I call I call my nav God's God's pilot system. <laughs> I hit the button that says go home. God take me home. <laughs> God's pilot system. You know what I read today? This has nothing to do with the course, but it's by this thing called Beaver Pond, and. It's talking about migration of birds. And it's said that birds not only use 
birds actually use the rumbling sound of the low frequency of mountains. They also use mm. stars and smells. Mm. But the, 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 the resonating vibration of mountains, wow, isn't mm. that something? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just, science is just scratching the surface Oh, yeah. what is. Man, it's a mystery. Well, yeah, the energy force within all of us, you know, in our mm-hmm. human body, in, you know, in, in nature, there's, there's an energy, there's a force, you know, and, and they've proven, you know, with the mind, how, you, you know, people can bend a spoon and, you know, like move a mountain. You can move a mountain in your mind. Mm-hmm. But there is an energy force, a feel that, and, and birds and most of them go by instinct, a feeling. And even us as humans, you know, you feel these energy forces and how we navigate. I mean, you know, how about these butterflies, these monarch butterflies that go from down to the and Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. And I saw this thing on TV where distant stars explode and they send out iron into the universe. And that iron is inside these sea turtles that are like a magnet that help them swim back to their, where they were hatched. And that, so therefore, the stars are inside the turtles, which use it like to navigate their way home. Ooh, I just love this stuff because it just sings about the greatness of, of our I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you, Steve. And that stuff just, it, it bowls me over when you, you know, you read about you know, like Nova. You ever watch Nova? Nova's such a good channel to bring those things. Yeah, up. this was yeah. Nova, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. It is, I mean, this is an amazing world. That, you know, and it can be, you know, and if we surround it with our love and kindness and gentleness, you know, and see that through our, the vision of Christ, that's what the word, this is what he's saying, come out of the dark and see the light. See the light. See the beauty in everything. Even what looks like, you know, vegetation that, you know, has seen peaking. There's beauty in, every, in everything. In everything, that's right. I don't believe in the misinterpretation of some well, that's his name, the old guy. He's dead now, but he he, he he used to say that we created the world in order to hide from God. I don't buy that at all. <laughs> no, God. No. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but what's his name? You know, he's a famous Course in Miracles. He, I was hanging out with Helen, and he wrote and edited some of the stuff. Uh-uh. Oh, but um, what he what he really meant, and I, I, I agree with Lee, who used to be on the course, is that it's the world yeah. of, of, our, of our perception that we hide from yeah. the miracle, mm-hmm. not not the world itself. Because yeah. a tree is amazing, a tree, how it can 
Oh, I love trees. Oh, I love trees. I, I, I just love trees. And now here on the East Coast, all the, the trees are blooming and their buds come up. Some are fuchsia, some are pink, some are, oh, the colors. And then they all fall away and the green leaves come. I love this time of year. Even though the pollen is, everybody's complaining about the pollen. Pollen is necessary. Everything's necessary. It's all the rhyme and, you know, the the rhythm of life. (sighs) Yeah. Do you mind if I end this call early this evening? I was telling Judy when I came on, I'm going through some kind of fizzle problem sleeping, and I'm trying not to give myself a headache. I'm good. Oh, sweetie. Good okay. night. No, I'm, I'm fine. Night, Steve. Yeah. Thank Bye. you, Good Steve. night. Thank you. Good night. Good night, Miguel. Yeah, good night, uh, Judy. Good night, Steve. Good night, Miguel. Uh, Paula. <laughs> yeah. Good night, Thank Miguel. You. I love you all. <laughs> good night, Paula. I love you guys. Love you, love too. You. Bye-bye. Bye for now. <laughs>